G'day and welcome to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Today we're doing on the podcast our first ever Dynasty Startup Mock Draft. Let's go! G'day and welcome again to the Ball Boys Fantasy Basketball Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Casey, and you can find me on Twitter at BallBoysNBA and on Instagram at BallBoysFantasyBasketball. Today, I'm also joined by Rhett Bauer from the Punt Intended Podcast. How are you today, Rhett? I am fantastic and excited to do a mock draft. It's the first one that I've done with a 45-second clock. Yeah, so, so I'm the, excited to see how that goes. The picks are going to be coming hard and fast. This is a uh, a 12-team, nine-category, head-to-head dynasty mock draft. So we're going 18 roster spots deep um, with a third-round reversal. So I don't think I've done much third-round reversals on my podcast so far. So we'll explain that a little bit more as we go along. I'm going to be picking at pick seven, and Rhett, you're at pick number three. So we are a bit of a muck around getting everyone into the draft here today, but we're going to start the draft now. So at pick number three, who are you uh, hoping gets to you here, and uh, who do you expect to get you? I will gladly take one of Jokic or Luka, but I will also gladly take LaMelo at number three. Okay. Uh, his stat set and his age is phenomenal and only going to get better. Okay, it so is. Jokic and Luka comes off the board. Usually I'd expect those two to be uh, pretty consensus top two. Um, would you agree with that? Yeah, absolutely. I had the interesting decision to make between, I think it was in our 30-team Dynasty League, um, I think Giannis went ahead of those guys, and, and LaMelo and Ooh. and uh, and uh, Jason Tatum were at, on the board. I think I was at pick four in our 30-team league, and I, I ended mm-hmm. up going Jason Tatum over LaMelo. It was more of a, uh, a head-versus-heart team for me. I'm, I'm a big go. Celtics fan, but um, sort of went with uh, Tatum. But I do agree that LaMelo is probably a, a good top three guy in Dynasty. Cade Cunningham goes at pick number five. What are your thoughts on Cunningham going um, that early in the uh, the first round? I mean, I think that it's pretty clear Tatum should be above him. Uh, oh, my goodness. Ant just went six. You get your boy Tatum at seven. There That's we go. Crazy. That's uh, uh Yeah. But Cade's a monster, and I think he's going to have an excellent, excellent fantasy game. So I don't, I don't hate the pick. I mean, he's so young that I understand it. Just Tatum is so freaking good already. Yeah, he's already, he's obviously already a first rounder. This is basically where you're drafting him in a redraft league, um, and he's uh, what is he, 24 still? Um, yeah, and and the second half of last year we saw him go off. Uh, his field goal percentage rose a lot. There's scope for his steal rate to come back up a little bit, um, and he's just going to be a safe top ten guy for the next sort of um, eight to ten years, really. Um, Anthony Edwards also went there. He's another guy that's garnering a lot of excitement in uh, redraft leagues at the moment. Oh, and Scotty Barnes goes at number ten, a um, little bit early for me. Any any of these last few picks catching your eye here, Rhett? 
Uh, I like Halliburton at nine. I, I think it's too. very, very possible we see Hallie get into that seven, eight range before the season's over. Jet Holmgren at eleven. Yeah, wow. That's too early for me. Me too. It's it's too early, especially in a twelve team league. I understand it a bit more in a thirty team league where um, you know, you're not gonna get him basically the second round pick and if you really like the guy and you wanna you wanna go with a bit of a tanking mold, but I feel like you can get some other younger guys that will still produce this year before him. Um it wouldn't have been too early for me here if he was healthy, um, but yeah, the fact he's going to miss this entire year, Chicago, uh, the Chicago, what's his name, Chicago Blickus is definitely in for a yeah. punt team or a, a rebuilding team there. But where would you, where would you have Chet in in this? Kind I of actually format? have him closer to thirty. Yeah, um, he's stacked right with Paolo for me. I, there's just so much uncertainty with rookies. Like we think they're going to be good. But you just have to bake in some sort of uncertainty, or rather, I do. I yeah. miss out on the rookies for that, but I take the known quantity of a guy like Devin Booker or Bam Adebayo or Darius Garland, John Morant, Shea, like all those guys over Chet pretty firmly. Yeah. Where would you have had him before the injury? I think I had him about 20, like early 20s-ish. Yep. Um, the blocks, uh, I, honestly, as a player, I wouldn't have had him that high, but the blocks are just insane. You can't, oh, his, you can't. His fantasy, his fantasy value definitely exceeds his, oh, there goes Evan Mobley. I wanted him to come back to me. Um, definitely exceeds maybe the risk of his actual NBA ability, although I'm pretty high on Chet personally. Um, I think in my redraft rankings, I had him ranked as sort of like a top 40 guy in his rookie year. And that was, I was being fairly conservative with his stat translation. So I do really like him. Um, but yeah, just the uncertainty with his injuries and things like that. Big guys and feet are never usually a good thing. But um, yeah, oh, and there goes Zion. So a few few buzz names going off the board. I've got to decide who I'm going to be picking here. Um, who is still left on the board? Okay, up to me here now. I've been talking a bit too much. Devin Booker went... I might go either I'm looking at Darius Garland. I'm looking at Shea. Shea's injury. I don't think it's super serious, but he's just had a few things going on. So I might go with a Darius Garland here and just lock up some big assists because um, super valuable there. And to pair with uh, Tatum there, I might be leaning in towards a bit of a punt block build here so what do you think about Garland at uh at the sixth pick on the second round there am I, am I too early there or, or what are your thoughts I don't I don't think so I know he's definitely going to get impacted by Mitchell yeah. showing up because they didn't trade any like significant rotation players big shot makers big shot takers like the the role is going to be drastically different but Garland's just good he's yeah, relatively efficient high volume a lot of threes a lot of assists so i think you're there and he's he's quite quite young he's another like 2 years younger than SGA so i think you're i think you are right there it, uh, yeah, I, I didn't. The, the the pressure of the the short shot clock got to me a little bit there. I feel like, and also talking at the same time, it's a bit bit harder on a dynasty mock than uh, some of my other ones. I'm I'm more in tune with the redraft leagues at the moment. Man, but, um, Paolo going at twenty. Uh, yeah. What are your thoughts on that? I, I think it's a bit early for Paolo. I had him queued up for the turn here right. as my second pick uh, in the turn. So I think that would have been what like okay. twenty six, twenty seven ish. Um, I don't mind it at 20. Uh, he's pairing him with Cade, so clearly going very, very, very young. Yeah. Um, which, you know, 
I don't hate it. Yeah, there's definitely a strategy there. Who are you looking at to get here on your next pick? So that'll be at pick 22. I, I mean, just like going by rankings, I have the option. Oh, there goes Bam. That's what I would have guessed. I have the option to take SGA yep. and pair him with LaMelo. And I think I'm just going to do that. Um, I like it. I don't, I don't love Shea where he is right now just because I think he's very volume driven and maybe he'll continue to get that volume on OKC, but I'm always hesitant to to pick a guy where his like situation's maxed out. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he's still very efficient, good boards, good assists, good scoring, um, pretty good defensive numbers. So I'm I'm happy to get him out there at twenty two. Yeah, at twenty two, like he he's probably gonna be, you know, a top twenty five guy for the next you know, at, at worst in my opinion, a top twenty five guy for the next sort of six to eight years, I would assume. Um, so even if he doesn't hit yeah. a higher ceiling than that, I think that that's a fine pick there. And and obviously the the fact that he's um assists and good defensive stats to pair along with the mellow ball, I think that's a that's a great pairing. So we're coming up. Murray is what I yeah, wanted. The Jean Murray. I, I understand you're you're a big Pacers fan. Is that right? I am, yes. Yeah, okay. Yeah. But I also, I see you, you're tweeting a lot about DeJounte Murray. Is, is he just uh, a bit of a personal favorite for you? Yeah, I got his jersey hanging behind me. Uh, yeah. Fiesta jersey with the white and the green and the pink. Uh, he's just a guy that I've been, I was paying attention to him, like coming right off that ACL injury. He's playing yeah. like 25 minutes a game, still getting like five assists and five boards. It's like, man, this guy is so good. And I feel like I was so far ahead of the curve on that. And then it turns out that I was right. Cause last year was unbelievable, unbelievable. as far as fantasy yeah. production goes. Yeah. We all expected him in like the fourth round. It we expected awesome. him to step up, but no, I don't think I could ever have expected the the level of jump that he made. Um, so Honestly, his- I was just, yeah. Pr- 18, 7, and 7 was what I was projecting. Even yeah. I was too low. Yeah, it was way, it, he was a monster. Uh, so here's where we've got that third round reversal. So obviously we haven't done much of this on the pod before. Um, I'm hoping TB knows he's up on the clock. Um, I think that might have been an auto draft. Uh, that was auto. That <laughs> okay, was auto. I'll pause that one and uh, let's undo the last pick um, and just make sure. And just make sure we're ready to go. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. Third round reversal. Yeah. Uh, it catches some people. Definitely. All definitely. Right. Especially with the forty-five second clock. Yeah. yeah no. Sure. It, it, I'll, I'll be as, as fair as I can with these guys. So we've undone, undone yeah. that last pick. We'll get ourselves back on the clock here. So what are you thinking here with Embiid and Booker at the turn yeah. so, uh, at twelve thirteen? Who would you go with? So this is where. And beat and Booker, you could make a decision. You probably could go with a bit of a win now strategy and, and draft a James Harden stare for Durant. Um, I wouldn't be opposed to doing that. I think that's a really strong team and a really tough team to mm-hmm. to compete with. So, and he's gone with Bradley Beal. Ooh. I don't know. Maybe don't, that's yeah. There's a few guys I'd rather. Like that. I think that's kind of like the mistake a lot of people will make where they're trying to toe yeah. the line between compete now and yeah. and and. Uh, going a little bit younger, but I would have rather just go full on, get the best guy. Oh, and there goes my guy, Shengun. With the Chet Holmgren right. team, so obviously uh, yeah, going yeah, young. Fair. All right, all right, Chicago, I see you. Jaron Jackson Jr. What are your thoughts all on right. Jaron Jackson Jr. in uh, in Dynasty Leagues? Obviously out to start this season and had a few injuries. Yeah, yeah I, I definitely have him knocked down a little bit just because of that. Um 
but man, I, his fantasy game is, is, is hard to ignore. That's for sure. That man's got Mobley and JJJ. Whew. Yeah, no, blocks are, blocks are going to be good there. Kevin Durant, picks coming over to me now. Damian Lillard goes off the board, so a few of these win-now guys are coming off. I've got to kind of make a decision where I go here. Um, do I continue to hedge my bets and stay young? Oh, shit, this shot clock. Um, who have I got? Up on the board. I might push the chips in here. And let's see if we can get some win now production going. And I'm going to go James Harden there. Just Harden because, over Steph, huh? Yeah, I'm going Harden over Steph. I've got Harden ahead of Steph in redraft leagues this year. Um, if I'm not mistaken, I think Harden is a little bit younger, although obviously Steph is the better player. But the value of his assists... The free throw percentage are things that I don't think I can get later in drafts. Um, so, yeah, those were the two I was considering. Definitely it was Steph and Harden. But I think um, I just have Harden a little bit ahead in a redraft format. So that was sort of my tiebreaker there. Do you have the, have think, the other way? Yeah. No, I, I think Harden is a good pick for your team specifically. The the elite assist to pair with Garland kind of yeah. offset. Like Tatum gets five, so obviously that's good. But being able to just lock those up super early is is a is a great call. And there goes Jalen Green. He was the other guy I was considering there if I wanted to stay young um, and and have a bit more of a rebuild team. But I I have my reservations about Jalen Green and the fact that he doesn't get the defensive stats that I might like and. Um, yeah, and there goes LeBron James. Uh, maybe a little early for me for LeBron James. You're up on the clock yeah, here. What are you thinking? I am, man. It's hard because I'm looking at guys like Anthony Davis are still on the board. A guy like Zach Levine still on the board. But I'm going to take a guy who I'm pretty sure I am higher on him than most. Uh, I It's less about his fantasy game and more... I just like him as a player. He's the other jersey hanging up behind me, and that's Jalen Brown. Yeah, uh, my guy. I, with a with the turn coming around, I feel I feel okay getting my guy. Um, we will see, man. Ben Simmons to pair with Dejounte and Luca is pretty nasty. Yeah, I think um, obviously lots of uh, assists and steals on that team and um, maybe looking to punt the free throw percentage as well over there by Noah. I don't mind it. It's it's Obviously, you're seeing a lot of um, a lot of orange on the board with a lot of guards going early. Um, mm-hmm. So it's, it is valuable to get those assists earlier in drafts. All right, so we're going on the turn now. So it'll be back to a traditional snake draft now. I guess just to go back to that third round reversal, uh, I don't know, would you... Would you normally do a third round reversal for a 12-team dynasty? I was on the fence about making this one uh, a In a 12-team, I would not, but I also don't think it matters that much because it's 12-team, right? Yeah. Like, it's it it can go both ways. So I think it's a, it's a fun exercise to try it out. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so here we go. We've got Anthony Davis, Kyrie Irving going off the board. So obviously Todd is looking to be competitive this year. We've got a few teams looking to compete this year. Um, I feel like some of these older guys are are going maybe a little bit earlier than I've seen in a few other dynasty drafts, but I don't think it's crazy. Mm. I don't think it's crazy. In a 12-team league, it, it, it maybe gives you the illusion that you your team might be better than it actually is. I'm not too sure. Um, who are you thinking here? 
I am going with Kawhi Leonard. Okay. My team is kind of long, kind of young, but I just think Kawhi is being slept on for how good he is. Even missing so many games, he's still an elite, elite player by totals. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I think he's, um, I don't know. I, I swing backwards and forwards with Kawhi. I hate his fantasy uh, playoff schedule this year. The Clippers have a, an atrocious schedule, obviously, with his back-to-backs being missed. Oh, and there goes Giddy. He was in my queue. Um, if his playoff schedule was better, I'd be more keen. But, yeah, I'm, I'm a bit on the fence with Kawhi. I've, I've been saying that he's he's a good guy to grab in the second round of redraft leagues. In a, in a dynasty, I don't know. I'm not sure how long he's going to remain an injury or a load management sort of a guy. I'm not really worried about it because, like I said, even if he misses, I think the the mark is like 17 games a year, he's still like a top 25 player by totals because he's just that good on a per-game basis. So, All right, I'm going to get my guy here. Again, I've I've taken James Harden, but I'm still still trying to collect some good young players here. So I'm not going to put myself completely in a box, but I am trying to compete this year. But... I want to keep a little bit of youth on my side. So I'm going to be going with a guy that I'm really high on. I've spoken about him a lot in the podcast, and that's uh, Jabari Smith from the Houston Rockets. Uh, at pick 43, in a punt field goal kind of build, there's there's honestly, in my opinion, a chance that he gets close to that this season. Um, and just I, I just really like where he landed in Houston. Um, so I'm going to be taking Jabari there. What are your thoughts on Jabari, and am I just crazily high on him? I I think him getting to 43 this year will depend on how many minutes he gets to play yeah, and how many shots a guy like Kevin Porter Jr. lets him take. Um, I, I do really like Jabari, especially if you don't care about field goal percentage early. Uh, Which I do not. He's pretty excellent. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I can tell. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I think that's a great pick and I, he wasn't going to get back to you. So I, yeah. I think you're perfectly fine there. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, I, I just really like the guy, and I think I've gotten him in a lot of Dynasty drafts so far, and um, yeah, and I think just recently done a Yahoo rankings update, and he moved back to something crazy, like 140 or something stupid like that, and I honestly think he's the biggest biggest steal in the draft at the moment, if, if we're going off mm. those kind of rankings. Um, Desmond Bain, Fox, Van Vliet, and Paul George went off the board. Paul George was someone that I definitely considered if I wanted to really just hit home that uh that win now strategy but I wanted to keep a little bit of youth on my side Bane goes uh Bane pairing with the Holmgren Morant and Shangoon pick I think there might have been some other higher upside guys on the table there but I don't hate it there goes Levine who are you any any picks that have really stood out to you so far in, in this uh this mock draft here yeah there's a couple of guys that are still on the board that I think I would easily have taken over a guy like Bain and probably even Jabari. Um, but I understand the logic for you if that's if that's your guy and you're that high on him. Um, I just think, I, I don't know. I, I don't know how much upside Bain has. I know people are talking about yeah. it like he's it's potential he has an all-star upside. I, I just don't know, don't if, I know if I see that. Yeah, yeah I, I don't know. Maybe I'm just too pessimistic when it comes to that. But yeah, I'm just not. Not in on all-star Desmond Baines. Those guys that um, you know get a lot of their value from threes and uh, good efficiency, low turnovers, I just knocked them down a, a bit on my board because it's something that's a bit more replaceable later on in your draft. So I think that a guy like Bain, whilst he ranked really well last year, I think that it, it almost was as good as it 
can get. Uh, I know he maybe has a bit of minutes upside, but in saying that, I don't see super high usage. And he's he is not as young as you might think. Um, he was drafted as an older rookie. Ah, shit, there goes Jamal Murray, who I was hoping would get to me. Yeah, I was considering taking Jamal Murray where I took Kawhi just yeah. to, to keep hammering those those assists and a decent field goal percentage, but still decent scoring. Okay. Um, I, I, what am I looking hmm. at here now? Jimmy Butler is still on the board. I'm not super hyped about his injury history. Um, I know what I'm doing if I'm you and he's on the board still. Hmm. I'm just okay. going to wait to see if he gets there. See if we're on the same page. Keegan, Keegan Murray. Murray. Don't hate Have that. A look. Again, I've still got to really decide. I, I've taken James Harden, so I've kind of, I've kind of made my bed. I want to try and be competitive this year. I want to get up there at pick fifty-four. This guy's not old, but he. Definitely has some great permanent upside. He fits what I'm trying to do and fits a position of need for my team, which is the center position. So I'm going to go with the Kristaps Porzingis here. Interesting. I know it fits the field goal percent uh, punt. I think it's a little bit early for him, but his per game stats are just incredible. So I I, I get it. He could be top 20 this year. And um, Oh, yeah. And... Obviously, the injury concern is the is the issue there. I'm, I'm thinking mm-hmm. a little bit about my my team construction um, with the center position. Um, I'm going to be competitive in 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 threes. Everyone's hitting threes on my team. I've got some good assists in Garland, Harden, and Tatum. So his big weaknesses in assists there. Um, I can sort of cover that. Who who would you have gone for my team? Just out of curiosity, uh, I'm not going to speak his name because oh. now I'm thinking he might get to me. <laughs> okay, um, but All I right. will say Styles of Beyond. I'm going to guess he's going with Jaden Ivey. Oh, uh, his team is incredibly young. Cade Cunningham, Paolo. He's Jaylen got all Green, the exciting kids. He's going for the extreme youth, and Ivy, I think, would be the next one. Maxi, there that you go. Been, I was just about to get his name out. Okay, uh, now we've got a punt, threes, and free throws by NBA Fantasy Bible. Um, He's, he's pretty old. He DeRozan or Holiday yeah. here, I'm guessing. I would definitely be looking at Holiday. I know Giannis, Bam, LeBron is enough assists, but in a in that, oh. Vassell. All right. Guess that's, I'll that's take Miles Turner. Was, the guy who I thought you should have taken. Yeah, okay, okay. I, Turner to me... I guess you could say a pretty similar kind of thing to Porzingis. Maybe the block's yep. obviously higher, but... I think I like a bit more what KP does the rest of the way. And mm-hmm. if, if Turner's blocks go from like, what was he at? 2.8 to, to 2, even though that's still elite. It's a big drop yeah. in his value. But yeah, definitely definitely not someone. Um, and he's a bit younger than, than Paul Ziggs. Maybe I should have gone him. I don't know. <laughs> I, don't, I, I really don't think there's a wrong, yeah. there's a wrong choice there. Um, very similar stats. That's like you said, yeah. Porzingis is probably a bit more of a star, but I think Miles's injury history is way blown up. If oh. you consider, ooh, pool. I wanted him. I like, it's 61. I don't mind it. If you, if you believe that's yeah. not bad at all. He's, he's kind of one of those guys where he's young, but, he might have a poor season this year, but in a year or two, he could really blow up. All right, who are you up here All again? Right. Back to you. I am going to go with a guy who I already said um, 
another guy whose jersey is actually on the way, and that is Drew Holiday. I All love right. Drew Holiday. Assists, decent percentages, threes, steals. Can't can't beat it. No, I like it. I like it. Your team's looking pretty competitive here. I think um, without going super old, you've got a you've got a really competitive team here. John Collins think- goes there. The thing for me right now is just versatility because every single team in the league, if I decide to trade them, is going to be interested in Drew Holiday and Kawhi Leonard. Yeah, hundred percent. They're 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 versatile enough to be to be in whatever build, whatever punt strategy. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I want to I want to go back to Robert Williams, who went back um, at the end of the last round. I'm trying to figure out what pick that was. Um, Sixty. Yeah. What What do you think on, on that with his injury news? Kevin and Porter Jr. at sixty five. Sorry, 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 sorry. Uh, Time Lord injury history at sixty. Obviously, he's at the turn. He's not going to get back to him. So if you believe in the per game upside and the health, it's there. But, man, there's way too many injuries there for me to be taking him, even in a 12-team where he's my fifth-slash-sixth oh, best player. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's someone I really like, but I am scared by those injuries. Um, yeah. And they're being pretty cryptic about it with his return. Yes, they are. Um, oh, shit. Who do I go here? I had Rozier on my... Cue. Oh, I don't really know what I'm doing here. 24 seconds. Um, um, who do I want? This is going to be a bad pick. I can feel it. Let's stay safe. And oh, I don't love it at all. I don't love it at all, Vucevic. Um, <laughs> pick 67. Oh, the clock got to me. I think. Yeah, I don't love it. Harry going right before you was a was a big bummer. Yeah, and I liked uh, Kevin Porter as well. Um, I, I'm not in love with his free throw percentage, but I think that mm-hmm. there's a chance that that does come around. I'm pretty strong in that category, so I would have. So I had an eye on both of those guards before me, and um, mm-hmm. I just didn't like that spot. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know Sexton what I should have done. Sixty nine. I'm not a big Sexton fan. No, I'm not, not a big at all. Sexton fan. Uh, even. Even this season, when they're going to be full tank mode in Utah, sure he'll score a lot of points. But what else is he going to give you? Um, no. Yeah, I'm not not a big fan of that pick. Oh. Tyler Hero goes. Um, so this is yeah, this is the interesting part of the draft. We're at, in the 70s now. Michael Porter Jr. was someone I was considering, but yep. Yeah, didn't didn't love his injury history. I was I was never a fan of him last year when everyone was getting very excited with him. I was the one guy sort of pushing back, saying let's not get too excited. And uh, yeah. didn't think I'd be that correct, but um. uh, yeah, I think especially with KP, um, yeah. I think it's probably a good idea to avoid another. Yeah, like there's there's injury prone, and then there's injury prone, yeah. right? Like, and and KP is the second, and I think Michael Porter Jr. falls into that as well. I, I agree. Yeah, I don't want to get too carried away with guys who could miss twenty plus a game every season. So yeah. Um, yeah, I think that that ultimately led me the other way. Chris Middleton off the clock here in a team with Embiid, Booker, Beal, Levine. Yeah, I think they're just they're just picking yeah. up some good solid veterans there at seventy two. I think that's pretty good. Uh, obviously, yeah. limited time left for him to do a lot, but I think he's a guy that will age pretty well. Yeah, um, for sure. He's a guy doesn't require. He just gets to his spots and makes the hard buckets. Like that's really all that it is. And his team is extremely well rounded. I, I I like where it's going. 
I'm going to have to get a bit more organized here because those picks are going to come hard and fast around to me. So I'm, I'm having a look at who I'm looking, who I want here. I probably need to address some more assists again after going hard early in the draft. Oh, have we got an auto? No, just made it in. RJ Barrett, yuck. Jaden Ivey coming off the board of Chicago right here. <laughs> Dyson, Dyson Daniels. Oh, what? my God. He must not know that he's available, and I am 74. very curious to hear that. That's super early for a guy who's on a team that CJ McCollum just Wowee. extended for. Um, I like Dyson, but at 74... Yeah, that's got it. And then Jalen Duran straight after. Do we know? Gosh. Oh, okay. We're getting silly with the rookies here now. I know yeah, that the rookies, rookies carry a lot of value in, in Dynasty, especially in startup leagues. But um, if, if I'm unsure about their path to minutes, like, mm-hmm. for example, a Jabari Smith, I'm happy to take early because I expect him to be the starter, basically opening night. He's going to get a heavy minutes load. I expect him to be good in his rookie season. These are mm-hmm. the two guys... It could be years before we see regular rotation, rotation minutes. Um, and to me, this is far too early for them. Like, do you share the same thoughts on rookies in startups or, or what do you... Abs- absolutely. I mean, Dyson Daniels, they have so many guards and they're trying to be good. Like, I, I think Dyson Daniels is versatile enough. He can do whatever. But And then Jalen Duran, they've got Beef Stew. They've got Bagley. They've got Nerlens Noel. Like, obviously, those aren't big names, but they are people who are going to chew into some playing time. You are on the clock, sir. Okay. 78. I'm going to be going with this youth movement here that everyone's going. I think this guy mm. has a bit of upside to get to this spot. It might be a stretch this season, but he might not be too far away. It addresses my assist steals need. I don't care about his field goal percentage. I think he's going to be a better shooter this year. Get on my team, like Jalen Suggs. Let's I go. like it. That's who I was taking. Yeah. I love that pick. People are way too down on Jalen Suggs for a year where he had a broken thumb and played for a team in the Magic that had a guy like Cole Anthony next to him. Yeah. And like, I think the Fultz injury, whilst I don't think it's going to derail his season, I think it just gives him a little bit of extra confidence to start this year. I like yeah. him paired along with Paolo Boncaro. Um Mm-hmm. I think it takes a bit of the pressure off him. Um, his defense was great last year. He was he was someone I was high on pre-draft. Obviously, a little bit deterred by the <sighs> shooting. But, oh, Ajax goes. Isaiah Jackson. Man, yeah. I, I thought for sure I was getting him. I like that pick. 80, 80 is a little bit early, but he wasn't going to get back to you on the way no, around. I can and, tell you that. And he could he could honestly smash that. He could honestly smash yeah. that. We Yes, he could. Who, okay, who are you? Look, you're on the clock here again. Here, Kongu goes before. So we've had a bit of a youth movement this this round. Yeah, heavy heavy youth movement. There's a guy that I want. I think I'm. I I think I'm gonna do it. Be I ah oh man, this is terrifying. I'm thinking between Lonzo Ball and Jaden Ivy. Okay. Lonzo's knees terrify me, but he's such a good fantasy player that I think I'm gonna risk it here towards the middle because those assists and those steals are too valuable to pass up on. Uh, And at pick 82, like I kind of, there's, there's a lot of value to be had there. Look, you're on the ball boys podcast. So we, we love all, we love all the balls. Um, (laughs) So uh, we're not going to give you shit on that pick. I I am worried about his knees, but he is young enough that even if this season is a bit of a write off, um, 
that he could come back strong and, and deliver sort of top 50 value in future seasons. So um, yep. I, I really like Lonzo Ball. I had him in a lot of teams last year. Uh, he was a mm-hmm. bit of a sleeper for me. Obviously, he didn't work out with the injuries, um, but his fantasy game is is very, very friendly. And uh, now, now I believe you've got both balls. You've got Lamelo and Lonzo. So I do, That's yes. got to count so for something, Leangelo's right? Next. Leangelo's <laughs> next on a, on a camp deal with... Uh, Leangelo Ball, the- round 18. Here we go. Ah, oh, there's Brunson. Yeah. He was the other guy I was considering, Jalen Brunson. I think no, that's a I think Jalen Suggs is, is the pick. Uh, yeah. Brunson at 85, I think that's going to be good until the Knicks get another star. Um, Brunson's fantasy game to get to elite levels is going to require a lot of volume because he's a guy that does not get defensive stats at all. Yeah. So he's going to need to pump that Doesn't scoring up. Doesn't shoot threes at a high volume yeah. either. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So, and if that efficiency I, He's a good off. player. Yeah. Yeah. Oh no, I like him, but he was he was good last year. I just don't necessarily see the huge breakout this year. But I think he'll be just solid for a little while. Um, Herb Jones went the pick after you. Um, I personally think that's a bit early for Herb. I know he was good as a rookie, and there goes Jaden Ivey. I know Herb Jones was good as a rookie, but I just don't see where he gets better. To be honest, um, no, and I think especially with how good Trey Murphy looked in the playoffs. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I really like Herb. That defense is going to play. He would play on my team no matter what. But that team, they're just packed. They got Zion and and just a ton and ton of dudes. All right here. I am going to put my money where my mouth is when it comes to this player, and that is Jaden McDaniels going oh. at 87. He's a stud. He's a, he's going to be right above uh, Miles Turner there on my wall here here in a couple of days when the jersey gets in because I have loved Jaden McDaniels from the second he was drafted and thought he went about fifteen picks too late. Now I've I've been oh shit there goes Chris Paul I was going to take him if he came back to me. Um, I, I'm a big Jaden McDaniels fan too. Everyone would would know who listens to the podcast too. I've slowed down a little bit on his fantasy value as opposed to his real life NBA value. I think he probably yeah. exceeds the fantasy element with what he brings to the court. But um, oh, Larry Markner, that's a good pick there. Um, or, oh, a little bit I'm early, sure. but I like his his role this year for sure. Yeah, he's he's one of those ones where it's hard to project what he's going to look like in a couple of years when the Utah yeah. team is all up and about. Um, all right. Sorry, I, I believe I was mid-sentence there, but I've got to make my pick. No, you're good. <laughs> you got 25 seconds. You're good. Um, let's have a look. I've got one guy in my queue. Is it? Is it too early for him? I'm not too sure. You know what? No, I'm just going to do it. It's not super exciting, but let's go with my Celtics boy, Marcus Smart. Um, okay. Just continuing some more assists and steals. I'm... I'm sort of balancing some young guys and, and some win now production here at 80, what was it, at 91? 91, yeah. It's probably, it's probably not the best pick that I could have made, but I think he fits my build, obviously, and um, the assists are going to start to get hard to, to, to get. How year. are you feeling about him with Brogdon showing up? Do you think they're going to scale back Smart's point guard? I'm not worried uh, at all. Role. I don't okay. think so. I think, I think Marcus Smart is so valuable to the Celtics. He really he has the ability to play multiple positions. He can guard threes. Yeah. He can guard twos. So he's going to get his 30 plus minutes a night. I'm not worried yeah. about that. Um, I think Gallinari being injured also helps that as well because um, the trickle down effect um, with Brogdon getting more minutes and Smart can play up. I, I think Smart is just that valuable to the Celtics that he's going to get his 30 no matter what. Um, D'Angelo so Russell just worried. went off the board at 94, and that's who I thought you were going to take. He was definitely a, one I was going to. I was looking at. I was looking yeah. at him. Um, 
I just, uh, I don't know, maybe it's the Celtics in me. Tari Eason. Oh, you, you know these are the guys that listen to my podcast because I love me some Tari Eason. But yeah, bit early again for me. Similar kind of, yeah. I mean, he is the guy that took Dyson Daniels in the, in the round before. So we're really, we're really getting ready for 2026 here. But um, yeah, yeah. I mean, I love again, Tari Eason it, though. It fits the team. It really does. So like, and I don't say that in a condescending way. It really does just fit the team. But do you um, think you could have got I, him maybe a round or two later? Yeah. yeah that's the I only thing like I would say. You're stripping all of the value. Yeah. Um, which, I mean, if you want to go get your guy, go get your guy. But um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Don't, don't love that. No, I think, I Sadiq think you definitely Bay, could have got it. PJ Washington. PJ Washington is okay. an interesting one for me. He's still only twenty four years old. Where do you mm-hmm. where do you see his season this year? Obviously, with the Miles Bridges stuff going on, um, do you think he could be a bit of a breakout, or, or what do you see yeah. his trajectory looking over the next few years? PJ is a guy that it doesn't seem like the Hornets have been super interested in investing in, and yeah. that kind of scares me. He's a guy who can play small ball five, but is also terrible defensively with that so like you can play that but it's kind of a detriment to your team that's uh james meisman just goes to the team that took tari easton so they're going super young and i i like that pick actually um yeah pj washington i think he's gonna have a really good year this year but i'm not sure about his projection moving forward as like a for sure starter getting 32 minutes a night i don't think he hits that yeah yeah i think he's um yeah, it's a it's hard one to project. So, did you say you liked James Wiseman? Uh, I do. I think I, I I like him at that spot uh, for that team specifically. Yeah. Um. You know, you've got Chet, you got Shingun, you got uh, Dyson, you got Eason, and and then Wiseman. I think there's a lot of upside there with Wiseman. Um. I think there's a couple other guys I would have taken, but I, I again go get your guys. I'm not um yeah I'm not a big Wiseman fan as as a lot of people. Ah oh, fuck, CJ McCollum went. He's someone I probably should have taken ahead of Marcus Smart. Um, I probably would have with the extension in New Orleans. Yeah. I'm a little worried about his free throw percentage, though. Like, he was one of those guys that randomly just free throws fell off a cliff last year. And we've seen that happen with a few guys. Um, Anthony Davis, Russell Westbrook, two guys that come to mind. And Mm -hmm. CJ, it was the entire season. Like, it wasn't just a small sample size. So, I wonder if he's going to be a sub-70% free throw shooter again this year, or if that's just like a random blip. Um, Yeah, so that was... Something that I, I found curious here. I've got a guy that I want to come to me. Um, okay, sweet. I think he's going to be here. So he's he's not the youngest guy, but he's in his fourth year with the J Crowder news. Uh, and, and I need a forward. I'm a bit light on forwards. He's going to give me some good stats here. I'm going to go with Cam Johnson in this pick at pick I love 102. It. I think he's in for a big year. Um, he yes. should start. Yes. And um, I've recently he- moved him up my rankings. Yeah, he's he's a guy that I think is really uh, sliding in some dynasty startup drafts just in terms of value because people haven't really projected forward on what he is. He's older for he a fourth-year player for sure. I think he's 26 turning 27. Yes. So, um, oh my gosh, Trey Jones at 104. Yeah, Sheesh. I don't know if I'm Benedict Matherin going off the board right before I pick. Huh? I, I was going to take a fan pick there, but I did that last round. Yeah, do not like Trey Jones at 104 at all, actually. I don't, I don't think he's the point guard of the future. I mean, he might be good this nope. year, um, but even then, that's question mark. I like Bones going there. But yeah, Trey Jones, I just, I, I'm just i not 100% sold on them, and as neither are no. the Spurs, I don't think so. 
No, I, that, and that's the thing is, are the Spurs heavily invested in him? No, the, yeah. the answer is no. Um, I'm going to take a guy here that, uh, did he already go? Did Kelton Johnson already come off the board? Oh, yeah, a while ago, I'm pretty sure. Um, okay, I, I was going to say, I didn't have him marked off in my uh, <laughs> in my sheet. And I was like, man, that seems odd that he's still available. 12 seconds. All right. Just going sturdy here. Uh, panicked because of the, the sound in my ears through the headphones. <laughs> Went Tobias Harris. Just another very well-rounded player. Definitely would not have done that in a normal draft where I had uh, extra time and I didn't spend 25 of the 45 seconds looking for a guy who got drafted. That's a, that's a, a shot clock pressure right there. Uh, yeah. uh, I've got to let you know, Rat, um, I'm not a big uh, Tobias Harris fan. I, I think he's um, nope. he's in for a uh, a bit of a bust kind of a year this year. I would, yeah. when, when James Harden came around, he um, his stats fell off a cliff and... Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, maybe again, he'll be better. I but. would, I would not advocate for <laughs> uh, Tobias Harris where I took him. That's who I probably should have taken. Is Yusuf Nurkic? Um, it was a guy I did not have in my queue because I was thinking that I, I don't know, I don't know what I was thinking. Messed up. That was a, a spur of the moment mistake. That's all right. There, the shot clock's getting to we'll a see. few of us. I've, I've definitely yeah. had a few regretful picks. Yeah, it's fine. All right. Who, well, we'll you've got you've got a chance to redeem yourself here at uh, at the next week. <laughs> um, so we're we're just about to finish off our starting roster spots now. Um, so pick number ten. Who are you eyeing off now, and what are you looking for on the board? I took Miles Turner and let him be the only player on my team that gets blocks, really, besides Jaden McDaniel's. And so I'm kind of looking to get some blocks. Um, I don't know exactly what I'm going to do with that. Uh, because there aren't a ton of players here that don't completely destroy my uh, free throw percentage, but a guy that I'm just going to take here because I think it's good value at 111, not going to age well, but that is Draymond Green mm. giving me some assists, some steals, some blocks, absolutely zero points, and the percentages are irrelevant because he only takes like six shots yeah, a game. doesn't really matter. Yeah, there's no such little volume. Um, yeah, I think that's, yeah, what, what was that pick 111? Yeah, that's good value, especially yeah. for this year, um, perhaps even the year after that. Like, I don't think he's going to be someone who falls off a cliff. He's a really smart, excellent player. Um, It'd be interesting to see if if I think he's been asking for the max from the the Warriors whether they whether they do that and if he and if they do call his bluff if he does walk and go to a different team um I'd almost be interested to see that but um, yeah yeah I, th- I think that's that's a fine pick there especially if you're looking to compete this season and I just think he's a guy that's just gonna have the same role no matter what team he's on like he's gonna got sucks okay hold on that's I'm just a mistake. Gonna- <laughs> He, I'm going to have to pause that there, uh, undo the last one. How was that guy the top of the queue? Like, I don't understand about that. Um, yeah. Uh, let's let's hope he did that one. Um, all right. Yeah, I'm not sure how that was the auto draft there. Maybe. Yeah, yeah maybe he thought it was Jalen Suggs and had that on the queue. Uh. I don't know. I don't see. I don't see how. Yeah. I, um, I'm extremely confused there. Um, do you just want to pick a guy for him? And or, has this guy I, left? Or I mean, he was making picks last he's, round. He's not in. Yeah, he he was definitely making picks. He picked Bones Highland at about, yeah, which I thought was a good pick. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it was about 100. Uh, a little bit here. early, but okay. a guy you're not going to get. So, all right, you, you can you can see with Julius Randall, which actually. Um, 
which actually annoys yeah. me because I was hoping he'd make it back to me. But um, yeah, yeah. You, you can have that guy. Um, yeah, no one's no one's getting stuck with Scott Suggs. I don't even know who that is. Um, nope. Now I've got to regroup because I I did want Julius Randall on my side there. Um, coming up to me in a couple of picks. What am I lacking here? I feel like I'm pretty strong in assists, steals, and threes. Um, my rebounds are pretty light, although not not horrible. Um, free throws is definitely pretty strong. I'm liking how my team is set up. I might just continue to build off some just good value at the moment, not really hunting anything specific because I think I'm somewhat balanced. Maybe I can get another good forward that fits my build. Jakob Pertl went there. I think that's good value on Jakob Pertl. If um, this team is punting free throws, which it looks like they might be, Gary Trent, I think that's a good pick for Gary Trent. He's still really young, which I feel like I keep forgetting. Um, yep. Seems like a guy you just assume he's 27 yeah. and he's just 24. So not three-year difference is quite a bit in my eyes. Who should I be looking at here? Hmm. 16 seconds. All right. Let's go with a guy that I I just really like. 115. Let's go with a big boy. Isaiah Hartenstein at okay. 115. I, I know he's in New York. I know he's behind Mitchell Robinson, but Mitchell Robinson I don't think is the best player. He's not the most durable player. He has foul issues. Um, if If he gets 24 minutes a night, he beats that number. So he could do that in a timeshare. If Mitchell Robinson goes down and he gets 28 a night, he absolutely smashes this. And he's a good center that's going to give me assists, steals, uh, percentages are solid, rebounds and blocks will be good. So but just a bit of an upside swing there for me that could pay off this yeah, year. Yeah, I like it. I like it. Definitely agree with you there on the Mitchell Robinson. I feel like he just is what he is. He's 24 and a half, just yeah. signed his second contract, but I am not optimistic about just what he is yeah, as a player. Goes. Yeah, I mean, the, the the thing that gives me a pause is that obviously they paid Mitch Robinson to be the starter. They paid Hartenstein as sort of a backup, backup yeah. minute and a night role. But I think that, you know, there's still enough room for for those expectations to change, especially once you see him in your system and you see the, the juxtapositions between the two players. I'm just kind of banking on Hartenstein being, in my opinion, the better player here. Um, I wanted to touch on Shaden Sharp there, who went the pick after me. He's um, obviously untapped upside. We don't really know what he's going to do. Where where do you sort of see him sitting in a startup dynasty draft? Is this about the right spot or would you I have th- a bit later? I think it's about right just because we have no idea what yeah. he is and where he's going to be. But I will say that uh, the Blazers hired a scout. Uh, what was his What was his name? The guy who was uh, the draft guru over oh, at, uh, yeah i don't know his name I, but i think another guy I'm, talking about yeah i'm blanking i'm blanking so bad so I'm, i apologize to your <laughs> listeners that's <laughs> great podcasting but regardless the good. blazers hired this guy who has been watching film of every prospect for years and they took shade and sharp so if they feel that confident about it i feel like it's it's okay to to take that and and weigh it appropriately yeah, I think I think he'll also get rotation minutes this year. It'll be low backup kind of minutes, but 
Um, it's a shame we didn't see him at Summer League. I mean, of anyone that we wanted to watch, he was the one. And, uh, mm-hmm. of course, he injured himself, like, uh, in the first five minutes there. So, um, that sucks, but it, it could work out at that pick. You could have some serious upside. Ooh. Speaking of not the point guard of the future, Emmanuel quickly just went off the board at 123. Yeah. Um, I don't hate it. I think um, if if it wasn't Tibbs coaching, it'd be it'd be better. Um, yeah. I like the pick of Brennan Clark before him a little bit more. I think that's good value yeah. at uh, 123. I think there's a chance, and I've been saying this a few times on my part, I think there's a chance that when Jaron Jackson Jr. comes back that Steven Adams is the one that moves to the bench and not Brandon Clark. Um, I think that is going to be the case when Brandon Clark extends before the mid-October deadline. Yeah, okay. Um, He's he's good. Brandon Clark is good. He is, and he fits very very well with JJJ. He's um he's a little older than I thought. I remember I checked checked his age the other day. I was expecting him to still be, mm-hmm. but I think he's like twenty six. So he's um yep. he's not super young, which um for no. some reason I thought he was younger than that. Um, but but not quite. No, he's not. He's not the youngest, but okay, you know he's he's all right. All right, what do you think? In forty seconds. Um. I think I'm just going to get some good value on the board here. There's no one I really like in terms of a young sleeper. There's a lot of young guys are going off the board, so I'm just going to be picking yeah. up the pieces here with a Clay Thompson. Um, That's what I, what I figured. Yeah, I think, obviously, I'm already really strong in threes, but his points are going to help me. Um, his yep. free throw percentage is going to be really um, helpful if I want to take some guys who aren't the best free throw guys later in the draft. So, um, yeah, uninspiring, sure. but I think at 126... When Clay was a he was a top seventy guy coming back from his injury last year, I'm happy with that. Yeah, for sure. Uh, just to clarify, the the run of picks just went. It was uh, Mark Williams, Moses Moody, Cole Anthony, and Brandon Clark at the turn, and then Emmanuel quickly, Jalen Williams, Mo Bamba, and Jeremy Sohan before uh, Mitch took uh, Clay Thompson. Which again, I like that pick. Again, just good value all the way across the board. Yeah, I think I think he he just was obviously the the guy that stood out to me as sort of the best player on the board. Um, mm-hmm. Yes, he's older, but my team will be pretty competitive this year with a few guys to sort of help me out later in the future. Who are you thinking? Or who are you hoping for to get to you in uh, after this next pick? This I don't like words. how my team is shaping up with regards to points. And my field goal percentage isn't as high as I would want it to. I'm, I'm just kind of lacking the big man stats, right? Like field goal percentage, blocks, rebounds, and then my points are just a little bit low. I don't know what my options for that are, to be honest. At this point in the draft, the points are definitely something that uh, are, are, are scarce around these parts. Um, but we will see if my guy is there. Um, I think this will be an auto pick here, so... I assume he will be. Way, <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, I am leaning Kyle Kuzma. Here. Okay. Yeah. Um, I like Kuzma. He's a better real life player than what I think people give him credit for. Really good rebounder, decent scorer with okay efficiency, not great. Um, but just a guy that I just like. I think he's just a good player. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm not a huge fan of Kyle Kuzma, but uh, I think I think at this point it's, it's really solid. Um, yeah. Yeah, so I think 
especially. I'm a little worried about how he fits in with Bradley Beal back in. His assist last year randomly um, spiked. Well, it wasn't random because Beal was out for I mean, yeah, games of the yeah. year. <laughs> but it's, it was, I wasn't expecting Kuzma to be the one for that sure. um, st- stood up and, and started averaging five assists a night <laughs> in the second half. For sure. Uh, so, yeah. But yeah, I think um, I think that's good value. And obviously, pick one thirty-one. That's really good. And I do also really <sighs> like uh, Vanderbilt there. And did you did you want Isaac to come back to you? I did. I was taking Jonathan. I was just seeing how far he would fall. Yeah. I considered him with Kuzma, but the points really threw me off. Uh, I'm off Isaac. I, I used to really yeah. like him. Um, I, oh, I really liked him before his injury, and even after the injury, I thought, okay, yeah, he'll be out of here, but he'll be back. But there's just something weird going on there that I. I just, yeah. I just don't like the feel of he's, um, yeah, I don't think he's going to be prioritized or valued in Orlando. Maybe if he gets traded, things change. But yeah, the fact that he, they said that they hope to have him play this season, just yeah, that's what is thing. that quote? I don't know what that's about. I don't know what you what you do with that. Yeah, Clint Capella off the board at one thirty four. That's, that's enormous another guy. Value. I was leaving alone and just seeing how far he was going to fall. Enormous value. That is, that's fantastic. So uh, I am going to address my rebounds here a little bit more. Another guy who I'm not sure how much, actually, I'm going to pivot. I'm pivoting because I want this guy. I think he's going to be very good. And I think people need to know about him. And that is Chris Duarte for my Indiana Pacers. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think he could lead the team in scoring this year. Really? Ahead of Tyrese Halliburton. Yes. Wow. Yes. Okay. I do not think Tyrese Halliburton will be a 20 and 10 guy. I don't think he will I, be either, just, but it's just not in his nature. I yeah. just really don't think it is. And so, and, and that's a great, I, I'm not saying that's a bad thing at all. I love yeah. Tyrese Halliburton, but somebody's going to have to take the shots. And I think it's going to be Matherin and Duarte that lead that charge. Yeah, interesting, interesting. I think, obviously, at pick 130, what was it, 136, um, he'll comfortably be that easily, and he'll be that for the next five or six years. I I don't know how much fantasy upside he has, but he does seem like a very safe pick at this point in the draft. Uh, But if you're projecting his points to be up there, then it probably exceeds what I expect from him. He had 1.1 steals and 27 minutes a game last yep. year as well. So that's the other guy I was considering. Josh I was going to take Josh Hart, yeah. but decided to go for a pacer instead because I can't help myself sometimes. <laughs> and that's part of what Dynasty is all about. You, you're stuck with these guys for a long while. You, you want to, you, you do want to have an element of players that you like to watch and players from your team. Um, now I'm a little stuck as to where to go here. Do I just continue to grab guys who are going to help me this win this year? I think that's where I should go. Um, and I think for me, oh, let's go this guy. Um, I was tossing up between Kyle Lowry and Al Horford, um, the two guys at the top of the board there. I've gone Al Horford, one, because he's a Celtic, and two, because I think getting bigs and forwards and centers in the build that I've got is a little bit harder to, to manage um, with the Robert Williams news, I expect him to be playing more games, more minutes than previously. So I have bumped him up my rankings a little bit in the last couple of days. Uh, obviously, he's super old and he might be out of the league next year, but um, there's just not a lot of guys left that I'm super high on in terms of their future upside. Um, mm. So I'm happy to just take the guy that I think is going to help me the most right now. 
Mr. Black. Yeah, there, there goes the man, the, the Miles Bridges man. Um, I mean, look, we won't shy away from talking about him, but what are, what are your thoughts about taking uh, Miles Bridges at all, and, a, and especially in a dynasty league uh, point of view? I personally would not roster him. Yeah. Um, that's just that's just something I, I am not going to tolerate that. And I, I like looking at my roster, and that's not a guy I want to look at on my roster. But yeah. in the 140s, uh, that is a reasonable range to take him. Um, these are <sighs> Shit, a lot of flyers. And uh, so that's a pretty high upside flyer, even if it, there's a chance he doesn't actually play another NBA game. Yeah, I mean, I think I, I listened to, I think it was a podcast, um, I think Matt Lawson was talking about, there's, there's obviously two ways you can approach a, a dynasty or a fantasy league. You can approach it to have fun and enhance your experience watching basketball. And I agree with that. I think that when you have a player like that, I don't want to be rooting for him to get back onto the court to help my fantasy team. Um, it's just... It's just not something that I'm about. But if you're strictly about the wins and losses, it could, it could end up being a good thing um, for, from that perspective. But yeah, me personally, I'm, I'm the same as you. I don't, I don't think I'd be, don't think I'd be drafting a player like that. And there goes Zubats at 144. I think that's awesome value for for Zubats. I probably should have taken him instead of uh, Horford with a bit more youth on his side. But um, Whilst his upside isn't super high, I think his minutes are going to rise this season, and he'll be definitely a solid solid player. Mm-hmm. How long that lasts, I'm not too sure. Yep, that's that's the thing. I don't know how that would go, to be honest. I don't know if they believe that he's and like the answer there. You know what I mean? Like in saying that, I don't think the Clippers have very much flexibility to upgrade his position, at least in the next no. year or two. So No, they don't. I, I do expect him to to sort of stick around at least for a couple of years as the starting yeah. center. So that has some security in that part of it for sure. Yeah, um, Trey Murphy is another guy that went that I was hoping would get back to me. Um, like we sort of said before, he played really well in the playoffs, and I think he's got a bit of upside. Um, fantasy game is is decent. Um, what what are your thoughts on Trey Murphy and the the Pelicans this year? I love Trey Murphy. I actually said last year that heading into the season, my hot take was that Trey Murphy was going to start for the Pelicans before the year was up. Right. Um, obviously, wouldn't I didn't guess that Herb Jones was going to be an all-defense level talent. <laughs> yeah. But had he not been, I think Trey Murphy would have been starting for the Pelicans before the year is over. Great size, great shot, great defense, really versatile player, and uh, just a guy I am very high on. I don't know about the fantasy game, so inside 150 is a little bit rich for me, but hey, he's, he's a 3 and D wing. That's a guy who's going to play no matter what. Um, Poku and Isaiah Livers. Ah, oh, damn it, Jalen Johnson went. He's a guy that I like. Um <sighs> that hurts. Um, whilst I'm looking to make my pick here, I wanted to get your thoughts on Poku because I've heard you uh, speak about him a little bit on your podcast before and everyone gets very excited about him. But uh, uh, as I understand, you're not, not, his, everyone. not his biggest fan. Is that right? <laughs> no, he's just a project on a team full of projects and he's been there the longest and hasn't made hardly any strides to being an actual impactful NBA player. Yeah. I don't care about muscle watch for him. They drafted Usman Jang. They have Chet Holmgren. They have Jalen Williams. They have Darius Baisley still, which maybe he's in the same boat, but I just do not see Poku as an NBA player. Um, and the fact that he has any value to me rides solely on the fact that everybody else seems to think he has value. Yeah, yeah, legit. And and obviously, I think in this league, it, it 
it doesn't appear that people think that he has value. I mean, I, I think it's okay at that kind of a spot. Um, I was a fan of his in his rookie year. Like, his statistical translations came across really well. But after one year seeing him on the court, it, it was pretty clear that, um, yeah, he wasn't really up to scratch in terms of uh, NBA ability. No. Um, no. I took Nasir Little with my pick there. He's a guy that I'm... You know, mildly keen on this year in terms of he's got a bit of a position battle with he and um, uh, I'm blanking right now. Josh Hart uh, at the starting roster spot for the Portland Trailblazers had a bit of a stretch last year where he was playing really, really well. Um, Portland seemed to sometimes find these guys out of nowhere and and develop them into good NBA players. So I'm hoping that Nasir Little is the next version of that. Um, again, I'm not super confident that it is, but someone who I I, I do like here. You're on the clock here after Kyle Lowry goes. Um, what are you thinking with this pick? I don't really know. I was kind of leaning Lowry. Um, I think I'm going to go with a guy who is very well-rounded and I think is underrated in that he will not be as impacted by his new destination oh, as what it. some might oh, think. Okay. And I will take Malcolm Brogdon of your Boston Celtics. Okay. Um, I thought it was going to be someone else that I wanted, but no, Brogdon I think is, is, is fine at this pick here. So um, I will have another chance to take the guy that you want. So. <laughs> um, I, I think the Gallinari news helps him. I think mm-hmm. um, the fact that Marcus Smart is versatile enough to play different positions helps him as well. So mm-hmm. I was initially pretty down on him, but I've, I've come back a little bit on Malcolm Brogdon. Injuries are still a concern. Um, I, I think he's just going to lack usage on this team as well compared to Indiana. So, mm-hmm. you know, I think just all of that, he's not going to be super upsidey, but he'll still have value for a few seasons, and I think that's a, that's a fine spot to get him. Ocha, 156. Yeah, yeah exactly. Agbaji goes a pick after you. I'm not a huge Agbaji mm-hmm. fan. Um, not for fantasy. Laravia. Um, I, am a, I am a fan of Laravia, though. I think mm-hmm. that's an okay spot to sort of get him. Memphis, I don't know. Their Ross is a bit weird, though. Yeah, it seems like they're going to have a timeshare for that, uh, that spot. Ooh, Cam, Cam Thomas. Thomas at 158. All right, who are you going here? I don't know for sure. I think I'm going to go with a a bit more of an upside pick here for fantasy. Um, I I might actually change my mind. So I'm, I'm choosing between a couple guys who are all 21 years old and I don't know what to make of this player, but I'm very high on what he does and I hope that he can start and that's Zaire Williams okay. at pick 159. Yeah, I don't mind it. He was someone that I wasn't keen on before the draft, but but played better than I expected. Um, so I, yeah, I think there's definitely some upside in that selection there. Do you, where do you see him fitting into their rotation this year? I mean, with uh, with JJJ out, I think he's going to get a chance to start. Yeah, um, they just don't have a whole lot of other options. Right? Like he, by default, he is one of the best wings on the team. Uh, Laravia might step in there, but I think they want to see what Zaire can do. Yeah. So your so the starting lineup would be then like a Morant, Bain. You don't think Brooks gets that get that gets that job first? Well, Brooks would start at the three, Zaire start at the four. Who's starting at the four without JJJ? Clark? Clark, right? You're going to start Clark and Adams? Clark and Adams together. Um, 
that was in my head what I assumed that they would do, but they might opt for a bit more spacing. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. If it was me, I would sit Dylan Brooks with that team. Um, oh, yeah, if it was I would, me, I would too, but... Yeah. I, if it was me, I wouldn't have Dylan Brooks on my team, but... <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, um, just a guy I don't like. Chris, Josh Christopher at 162, that is uh, way too high for me. Yeah, um, I, I, I find it hard to, to peg Josh Christopher. Um, well... He, at best, he's the third guard, but they also just took Ty Ty Washington and traded yeah. to get him. There's there's too many other so, too many other guys in that Houston Rockets that are just going to be ahead of him in terms of the pecking order. Yep, exactly. Um, I'm going to go with another pretty boring pick here. I've got him in a lot of drafts so far. Um, Monty Morris is going to be my mm. dude here at 163. I think he's going to be pretty close to a top 100 production. Good assists, low turnovers, percentages are going to be nice. Pretty boring pick, but um, he's not super old. And um, yeah, I think he's just going to be a good solid solid pick here. And I think as boring as he is, he'll help my team. Um, and again, I'm, I'm running dry on a lot of guys. Uh, obviously, the rookies and people who obviously listen to my podcast a lot are picking the guys that I like as young guys. So um, yeah, struggling to find super high upside guys that I like. So I'm just going to keep picking off the good yeah. players where I can. Paul Reed goes after me. He's a bit of a hot name in Dynasty Dynasty landscape. What, what do you think? Obviously, the Montrez Harrell signing... Kind of sucks for Reed, mm-hmm. especially for this season. Um, yep. I'm, I'm starting to wonder if we'll ever really see him get legitimate minutes as much as we would like to. What What are your thoughts on uh, Beeble Paul? Yeah, I, I'm just not sure we're going to see it. That's really all that there. I I like him. I think the fantasy stat set is pretty impressive. I just don't. I don't think we're going to see it, and that's a bummer. Yeah, yeah. I, I've I've been hoping for it, but I'm starting to starting to lose lose faith. I thought he might be okay as a backup center behind Joel Embiid. Maybe he gets a few minutes at the at the four with um with only old man PJ Tucker and, and then Tobias Harris in front of him. But yeah, just the fact that they went out and signed Montrez Harrell just tells me the confidence mm-hmm. that they have in him is not very high. So um yeah. late in the se- in the off season too. That's yeah. uh yeah. Not always the best sign. Yeah, it's sort of okay. We need something to to do with this position here. We're getting deeper into the uh, the doldrums of the the draft here, but we've still got a few more round picks to go. So we're starting to look at some real upsidey stash guys at the moment. Um, still a few guys here that I like. Is there anyone that you're eyeing off? I mean, not to sort of. Um, I'm obviously picking before you, but is there yeah, anyone here uh, that you, you're eyeing off? But to to get back there- to. You? There is. There's two guys that I was considering at my last pick that I'm kind of surprised are still there. Um, I think I'm generally higher on one of these guys than the other, um, than the majority of other people. So we'll see what happens. Aaron Gordon was one that I was considering, uh, just a a well-rounded player. I don't think he's fantastic at anything and his role is going to go down, but, um, is what it is. Garuba going. I, that's, Banking a lot on Eurobasket, I think. Yeah, I mean, he did look good, but yeah, I don't think he's going to have a, a big role, especially, I mean, if if we're all very excited about Shangoon and it works out for him, um, yeah, it might not ever Whoa. eventuate into something. Jose Alvarado. Oh. Okay. Guess we're really uh, desperate for some steals. I guess there's a lot of other options that you could have gone with and yeah. uh, actually been a player that might play this year, but... 
Grant. Sure oh shit, it's up to me. Okay. Um Hmm. I'm really starting to run out of guys that I think are gonna help me contribute this season. So let's go with someone with a little bit more upside. I don't love it, but I don't think I'm going to love many of the picks from this point <laughs> on. So I'm going to go with yep. a, a Denny Avdia. That's my um, guy. So I think he, there's a chance he steps in and, and starts at the three, potentially, or at the four. Um, you don't have to convince me. That's who I was taking. Oh, That's yeah? You're like, you, you yeah. big on Avdia? I love me some Denny. Um, again, versatile, plays on and off the ball. Their best defender. Um and he should be he should be in there. His shot is a question mark, but at this point, at 175, I would have been fine taking him 30 picks ago. Um, yep. It just seems like there's so many people that just keep falling that it's uh, hasn't made it a priority. I should have taken him over Zaire, but I believe in Zaire getting more opportunity. Right, um, and that's that's the hard part about this. It's like, okay, well, I believe in a stat set or I can believe in a, in an opportunity. So yeah, while you get ready for your pick here, obviously there's going to be another auto pick here by um, fantasy Bible here, but uh, just to touch on Danny, he reminds me a bit, I think I can't remember who we said about before, but uh, kind of just a guy that I feel like the team hasn't been prioritizing maybe as much as they should. Yeah. Yeah. That was the guy we were talking about. Um, Even though I I like him, I think he's, he's got a bit of upside compared to a few of the other guys that seem to get minutes in front of him. Um, I hope that changes. There was a little bit at the end of last season with them running, like they they said they were going to run some point of DR. Um, Didn't really eventuate in any high amounts of volume, but um, I do still think that there's some value there. And, and like you said, if they do turn that corner and, and prioritize them a little bit more, um, yeah, we, we could see some some good things from Denny. Who are you looking here, at here, mate? I am taking my Lonzo Ball insurance Ooh. in Dale and Terry, who I think I like it. behind Levine and uh, Levine and Lonzo, Dale and Terry is the third best guard on that team. I like it. I like it. And, and the other thing I like about him is he's got forward size. So he's versatile and he doesn't yes. have to get minutes at the one or the two. He could play some three. Exactly um, right. So, and have you looked at the Chicago Bulls roster lately? Do you know how many threes they have? Not many at all. Two. Yeah. It's DeMar DeRozan uh, and Patrick Williams. It's pretty barren there. So, um, no, I like it. I, I, I've got him in a couple of, uh, 30 team leagues and, um, I'm hoping for the, well, I guess I'm not hoping for the same thing, but I'm hoping he can crack the lineup and, um, he does have a friendly fantasy game without a lot of scoring and you're back on the clock again. I don't like my options here, to be honest with you. Um, I, I'm going to take a guy that I would not recommend at this point, but I need points. Actually, you know what? No, we're going to, we're going to pivot and we're going to take a guy who, if I don't care about field goal percentage, I am psyched to have him on my team. And that's John Wall. Right. What are you expecting from John Wall this season? I think he's going to be good. I think he's going to be better than Reggie, Reggie Jackson. Does I he think stop? he could easily. I don't know. It, it depends on. I don't know who's going to start for that yeah, team. No, I, don't, I don't think anyone knows. I don't um, think the coach knows. Yeah. I think Wall could end up 15 points, six assists, a steal, and like 0.7 blocks this year in like 28 minutes a game, something like that. I think he's good. I think he's got a lot of basketball left in him. So, yeah, it's it's a swing for the fences kind of pick, and it could definitely work out. Um, I, I personally think Reggie Jackson starts, but 
it, it almost doesn't because. matter. Yeah, it, it almost doesn't matter. Um, yeah, we just haven't seen John Wall play here in a long time, so yeah. I don't really know what, what level he's at. All right, it's coming up to me again. All right, I've got a few guys on my board here. Jeremiah Robinson Earl was not one of them. Um, hmm. Okay, who do I want to prioritize here? How crazy do I want to get? Let's bank on the fact that... Uh, no, hold on. I'm going to counter your Dale and Terry pick with... <laughs> <laughs> with which one? With another... Which, which guard are you going with? Though? I'm going to go with AO to some new there. Um, that is the right call. I think... Whilst I'm not, a, I'm not a huge Desomnu fan. He needed a lot of minutes last year to put up value. But in saying that, the assists were nice, the, the steals were okay, um, and there's just a lot of injury concerns over at Chicago. So the opportunity could be there. Um, I, I would have preferred Dale and Terry, but I think Desomnu is, is is still okay. Another guy. Oh man, Rashawn. I I think I accidentally marked him off. Because that's a guy I would have taken for Sean Holmes. Yeah. Killian Hayes going in the 190s. I think that's a little bit too low. I don't think Jaden Ivey will impact him that much. He'll still have value in assists and steals. But I, I get it. Yeah. I, I used to be a big Killian, Fa- Killian Hayes fan. I, I think I had a yeah. like top five in the draft. And um, I've got a bit of egg on my face now. Um, I'm kind of I'm ready to to let that go personally. Yeah, understandable. Understandable. Um, what what about Precious Achua? I've, I've had a few, I mean, I don't know if you find this in, in with your podcast, but I, I always have some very passionate Raptors fans um, yep. commenting on a lot of my videos. And um, Precious Achua is a, is a guy that I've had a few people mention to say that he's going to be really big this year. Um, there is an outside chance that he starts and someone like a Gary Trent Jr. goes to the bench. So I actually think that that's a pretty good pick there by Mr. Black. Um, but what are your thoughts on on Precious Achua at, uh, in the 180s? I just don't... I don't know what to make of him. Yeah. Um, and I, I think that's really all it comes down to is I don't know what to make of him, but I trust the Raptors. That's really all that it comes down to for yeah. me. Um, so... I don't. I don't mind the pick at all. Yeah, I mean the Raptors obviously are renowned for their player development and um, yeah, doing well at turning guys that we wouldn't typically think of as a, as a good NBA player into into something. So at some point, yep. you, you just put your trust in the team and um, and yeah, just just go with them. All right, last couple of rounds here, really into the uh, the deep depths of the uh, fantasy draft board here. Pick one ninety three. Thomas Bryant just went. Oladipo just went. Um, I think that's fine. There's a little bit of Kevin Looney finally comes off the board. Um, Derek White. Yeah. I don't think... I think he'll still be okay. Again, it's hard, just, it's hard to throw it's, any shade on a lot of these picks here. At, at, at yeah. Getting, getting to this point of the draft. <laughs> yeah, we're sort of just throwing things up against the wall and hoping they stick. Blake Wesley goes. He's someone who I think is at least a little bit interesting. Um I've got his teammate on my queue here with Malachi Brennan. Um, do you, out of the uh, Spurs draftees, do you have a preference between Brennan and Wesley? I think Wesley. I would take Wesley before I took Trey Jones. 
Trey Jones or, or Malachi Brennan was the other guy they drafted. Both. But I, I just mean uh, Trey Jones went so oh, early. Right, I would right. take Wesley to be someone that the Spurs invest in yeah, he's over a bit more Trey of a, Jones. A bit more of a future. Yeah, I, I get what you're saying. Yeah. yeah, I agree with that. I, I like him. I, I like him a lot. Uh, played for Notre Dame, which is a, uh, Indiana College. So oh, yep. Love, love following guys like that. No, I just think he's good. I just think he's going to be a, a really, really good player in the league. I think... Um, Again, I'm, I'm taking some pure upside here. I'm going with uh, Ty Ty Washington nice. for Houston Rockets, banking on the fact that maybe Kevin Porter Jr. doesn't work out as a starting point guard or even in a backup role that his assistance deals can be valuable enough to, um, you know, get me get me some good contributing stats. So Ty Ty is mm-hmm. my pick there. All right. Coming around to you in a few picks time. Who are you eyeing off here? I've got a guy who... Uh, is vying with Jonathan Isaac for the least healthy player in the NBA right now. Um, and so we, I don't know how, uh, how good of a pick it is, but at the same time, we are getting to the 200 range. And at this point, I'm just looking for guys who have some serious upside. Um, Tony's Tigers, OPJ, interesting. Otto Porter Jr. off the board at pick 200. Uh, Two guys that are not online right now, so I think I'm safe to say. I'm taking TJ Warren. Okay, yeah. A guy yeah, who yeah. is, he said his foot is healed, but he's not cleared, which is yeah. not what you like to hear. Pretty concerning. Um, but he's not, he's 29. He just turned 29. And he's a forward that is an efficient scorer and was a good defender in Indiana. And that's just a guy that I think is going to have a role. Um, and I need some more points. I need some more field goal percentage. Jalen Noel, great pick. I like that. I think he's a bit of a Great forgotten pick. guy some of the time. Um, yeah. Yeah, he's a bit underrated in my opinion and should yeah, have opportunity this year with the with the Minnesota Timberwolves trading a lot of their depth for Rudy yep. Gobert. Yep, that's exactly right. All right, so this autodraft is probably going to be a Mike Conley pick here. So um, you're going to get your I think it'll guy. actually be Pat Bev. Oh, right, Looking sorry. at the fan tracks rank. Yeah, I wasn't scrolled all the way up. Um, yeah. So you're going to go with TJ Warren there. I think um, so, yeah. And... Yeah, so do you think he's probably not going to start, will he? I think it's I think he could. Could. Um, but I don't know for sure just because they have so much versatility on that team do. that I I don't know what to make of it. I'm considering Marvin Bagley here instead now that I'm looking at it. I don't think Marvin Bagley's a good player. Um I'm not going to take it. I'm not going to take Marvin Bagley. <laughs> I just can't. Even even in a mock, I just can't. Yeah. Uh, I don't. I don't actually believe in Marvin Bagley. So, um, even in my second to last pick, it's not. Yeah, not a good one he for might me. not even get to this ranking uh, with 26 no. points a night. Uh, he's just no. just does nothing outside of points and rebounds, and even that's just whatever. Um, Which is uh, two stats that I need, but still, I just yeah. don't believe in him as a player. I mean, uh, there's something to be said about the fact, obviously, Detroit seemed to believe in him. Um, don't know why. Um, yeah. I don't know why they're not prioritizing players like a Jalen Duran. But, yeah. I have no idea. I think that that will... Um... Oh, Chicago. Uh, Lucas <laughs> wants to do another round. He's got plenty of players to pick. I've got this like man's going 15 deep. in my queue. So I, I'm i used to 30 team and I think Chicago is as well. Yeah. And so it's funny to see all of these guys still available that I'm like, man, I would roster 15 yeah. more guys and be yeah. psyched about it. I think I've got about five in my queue, but um, yeah. we'll see. We'll see who comes back to me. Who are you hoping to get to? Obviously, you're on the next pick. Who are you looking at? Um, I think I'm going Brooke Lopez, a guy oh, who is no. going to be a- 
I would advise really you good, don't. <laughs> a really good player for the next year, maybe two. Old guy, back injury, not excited about that. But he's going to be impactful this year for sure. Dang it. All right. He was on the top of my queue. Um, <laughs> I probably should have taken him last pick, but... Eh, you know, you went for some upside with Ty Ty, which with this league, it kind of, well, actually, maybe not because all the people who are interested in young players have just taken young players the entire time. They've gone so way early. You, yeah. you can't even flip them for a, a vet that can contribute. Um, let's have a look at my team. Is there any. I, I feel like my team's looking pretty. I, I think we could be pretty competitive right away, and we've got some young guys, yeah, young guys in there to to insulate my future a little bit. Haven't completely sold the farm, but I definitely expect to be right up the top there and competing for the first year title. Um, what what do you think about yeah. your team as I prepare for my last pick? How how are you thinking you so, shaped up? Uh, Basketball Monsters projections in their draft tool have you as the second best team and me as the fourth best team. They actually have Tony's Tigers as the best team in the league right now by a fair amount. Uh, That's with Steph, Ant, Rozier, Sabonis, Siakam, Butler, J-Val. Buddy Hart Hayward, yeah. So that's that's a, just a really really good team, uh, and I actually hear a baby crying. So uh, since I've made my last pick, I'm going to go ahead and hop off. Yeah. That's all right. Th- thank you very much, Rhett, for joining us. Um, for anyone who wants to check out your um, content, just give us a quick plug if you, if you can, and then um, we'll, yeah, uh, we'll for catch sure. you later. You can find me on Twitter at Rhett underscore Bauer R H E T T underscore B A U E R. You can find all my stuff there. Thank you very much, Rhett. And um, yeah, go definitely go check out Punt Intended, excellent dynasty podcast, um, and it will definitely help you out in in that area. Um, thank you very much, Rhett. I'll catch you later. I'll keep um, I'll keep doing this on my own solo, and uh, we'll have my pick now. Just to finish it off, I'm looking for someone just with a bit of upside. I mentioned his name before. Considering between Malachi Brennan and Zeke Naji. I'm not as sold. I know Josh Lloyd's a big Zeke Naji fan, but I'm not as sold. So I'm, I'm going to go with Malachi Brennan. He was a guy I liked in the draft um, this past season. So I almost prefer him over Blake Wesley, but it's a bit of a coin flip. I liked his shooting ability. Um, so I think that's just where I'm going to go here, guys. Um, let us know what you guys thought of the Dynasty um, Dynasty mock draft. First one we've done on the podcast. We I hope to do a little bit more Dynasty content coming up. Obviously, um, I'm doing a lot of Dynasty stuff myself at the moment. If you haven't already checked out uh, on Twitter, I'll be posting a lot of the Dynasty 30 stuff that we're doing. 30 fantasy analysts all in the same Dynasty League. Um, we're calling it the the most competitive dynasty league ever created. Um, so I had pick four, got Jason Tatum with my first pick. I'm still waiting for my pick two. It's a slow draft. So coming back to me hopefully today. So go and check that one out. And then during the season, I hope to do some sort of just dynasty check-ins, uh, maybe once a week, maybe you know every couple of weeks, just to sort of um, give my thoughts on a few guys that we might not normally talk about in a redraft sense. So um, And then Will Barton, Yurtsevin go off to finish that one there. So... Yeah, as we heard Rhett sort of say, apparently Basketball Monster likes my team as the second best player. I think that I'm very happy with how it's sort of projected out for competitive league-wise. Um, I've got some young guys in Garland, Tatum, Jabari Smith, um, even players like uh, Suggs, who I got a little bit later, should insulate my future and give me a bit of flexibility if any injuries strike. Um, 
bit risky with, with Porzingis where I took him, but I feel like I'm pretty safe otherwise when it comes to injury history. Um, maybe some of the older guys on my bench, but in saying that, it's on your bench. They were, they were good value, I think, when I got them. So um, I think I'm pretty happy with how that turned out. And uh, let me know what you guys think. Would you guys have made any different picks um, if you were me at any particular point? Uh, let me know. Otherwise, make sure you guys give this video a big thumbs up. Head over to ballboysnba.com. Um, sign up for our season draft guide today for just 10 bucks. Get yourself set for drafts this season. Plenty more content coming, guys. And I'll see you guys next time. Bye.